and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 106. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is the day that you go out and you find someone from jolly old London <laughs> and you, you give them a good old smack dab just right in the, right in the kisser and you say America. You say America. Funny enough, we we traded red coats for red hats. Oh, that's a bad joke. That's a good. No, it's. I mean, it's. I think the red coats were smarter. <laughs> no, for sure. I don't know, but <laughs> that's a different story. I'm not gonna get. We're not gonna get into that. No, but, I thought uh, you were gonna make a, a comment about like fireworks, and I was gonna be like, "Not in San Francisco, you're not." <laughs> yeah, no. There's. I mean, honestly, all the fireworks shit is just people like my dog, and I'm like, dude, I just. Yeah. I get it, but also I just want to blow shit up. Well, it's like I get uh, it. I get not setting off fireworks in like wooded areas because California is like prone to fires. But like in the city, especially right like, now, are you yeah. gonna set the city on fire? I don't know. You might set a house on fire. I don't know. Then, no, there have been houses <laughs> on fire. But no, are you kidding? You know how many fucking fireworks are going off in the city all the time? Like the entire last year, dude. Yeah, we starting have- last summer. We have a neighbor in our in our neighborhood somewhere that just like somewhere. every once in a while will just set off an M80 or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. why? <laughs> My it, only complaint is, is the time they do it at where it's like you, it's like two o'clock in the yeah, morning. Do and it it's like, like literally boom, and it's it, like any random time. Sometimes. Like, yeah, it's dude, like why don't you do it at nine? Yeah. Why don't you do it at nine p.m.? Why don't you do it at fucking two a.m.? What, what prompted this attack on society? <laughs> I feel like that's probably they got like super drunk one night and they're like, yo, let's blow shit up and it's like it just happens to be two in the morning there was a uh, there was a jurassic park uh tweet account though i really like uh, or twitter account tweet account uh they were like dinosaurs aren't afraid of fireworks yeah. or fireworks don't scare dinosaurs nothing does and i was like <laughs> that's my favorite it's my favorite animal tweet animal social media post at all this week i was like that's that's the best one that is the best one uh but if, yeah if, if you guys didn't realize we are recording on the 4th of July. Uh, we're getting it done early afternoon. Get it out of the way so we got the rest of the... You know, we got the 4th of July to do shit. Um, so that's going to be nice. And I think this is only... Yeah, this is the only recording this week. Because also, yeah, I want to be out of town like this upcoming week anyway for my birthday. So I'm like, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Going to go do stuff. Maybe get some wine and shit. I don't know. Going to a fun Danish town. Should be exciting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk about games, movies, and television news, usually select topics we want to go in depth on. And of course, uh, if we have time, what we've been watching and what we've been playing. And if we got time for that, I think we got some interesting ones. Uh, depending on what the title is, we'll determine uh, if we actually got to it or not, but we'll see. Yeah. Otherwise, we have some interesting news this week. So just one piece of television news. It's more of a, a just a, a roast and yeah. uh, letting steam off, if anything. I'm going to turn and the then, timer on just to make sure we don't go overboard on this, because this is definitely one of the ones we could get carried away on. We could easily get carried away. And once you guys hear the first word for the news topic, you'll know exactly. You'll know why. Why. Yeah, you'll know exactly why. And uh, gaming news, though. It was an interesting week with a lot of acquisitions, uh, news about studios forming or studios that recently formed, and some other things as well. So we'll see if we can uh, get through all of that with our timers and then get to uh, what we've been watching and playing. Uh, But without uh, 
further ado, you ready to jump right into it? Yep. All right. So first news comes our only television piece this week comes uh, George. First word. There you go. I think uh, that should tell you everything you need to George know. George Railroad Martin. George Railroad motherfucking Martin. So this is from an IGN article by Cat Bailey uh, uh, from an <laughs> reporting on an interview uh, with the Chicago PBS station. And this is a quote from an interview they had with George Railroad Martin. Looking back, I wish I had uh, stayed ahead of the books. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the he wanted the books to stay ahead of the show. Yeah. And yeah, I, w- hey, look, I there's wish more so quote. There's more, there's more quote here. <laughs> When they began this, that series, I had four books already in print, and the fifth one came out just as the series was starting in 2011. I had a five-book head start, and these are gigantic books, yeah. as you know. I never thought they would catch up with me, oh but they did. They <laughs> caught up with me and passed me, and you know, that made it a little strange, because now the show is ahead of me, and the show is going in somewhat different directions. Oh, God, and, so. all right. So you hope so. Does who cares about what you hope, James? Who cares? Well, no, I just I hope that the book get it anyway. I hope that the book ends like better you than the You think the, the show? book's gonna end? You think you're gonna get that seventh book? You're you're no. you're getting you're very optimistic, sir. I'll get it in like twenty years on his deathbed, probably. I you know okay so all I, I gotta say we, we we're, we're not first thing I want to say we're not assholes. No, <laughs> you know, like, we feel bad. Of course, first things first, we feel bad for animals. You know, if they get affected by fireworks and other shit. But also, when it comes to George R. R. Martin, we wish no ill will towards. No, this like man. he seems like a really Ever. nice guy. I he probably would be someone that I'd love to hang out with because he drives a DeLorean no. and he has his own theater. No. But no. like, <laughs> I didn't. Let's not go that far. Like now you're getting you keep going to the very right or the very left. I don't know. Man, you I need try to, to balance yourself out there. I, I don't want to like touch everyone. this man. But like, and I understand everyone has different like ways of working and, and different speeds of working. So I understand that he likes to take his time <laughs> while doing his projects. I get it. But yeah, he just said he had like a, a five massive book lead over the show. And he didn't get one book out in that entire like five years that the show was going. How, how long yeah. was it? Uh, nine. I oh believe. my god. Yeah, because all right, l- let's uh. think about this. Game of Thrones started in two thousand. All right, let's think about this right now. So he's saying the fifth book was already done basically and came out around the same time the show started. Mm-hmm. So five books done completely, and that's five books from a series he started in the fucking nineties, and it's two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "All right, cool. This entire HBO show is going to happen." Let's, uh, you know, I'll start getting my stuff done. This man is going to every single convention. He is working on other shit at the same time. Like, I'm pretty sure he's still writing other books. And then he is also just working on other projects, too, just in general. And still, I guess, working with the show at certain points. So, this man... 2011. The show finished, I believe, in 2019. Yeah, I, 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 I was at correctly. Davis yeah. at the time. Yeah, so 2019. That's eight full years. Uh, or actually, no, isn't that nine years or ten years? Is that, is that from 2011 to 20, uh, 2019? That's like eight years. That's yeah, eight to eight to nine on years. What time of the year? I guess. Yeah. That, eight so. nine years. So 
That means he, in the span of nine years, didn't come out with one book and wasn't even close to finishing one Dude, book. Dude, his publisher must be so patient with him. I don't think the publisher cares at the same time because sales of his books were probably through the roof. Oh, absolutely. To the point where they were fed forever and they were just kind of like, yeah, go at your own. Who cares? Like you could literally. I bought all the books that that were out at the time. As soon as I was like, oh, this show is getting popular. Well, I can't watch HBO because I don't have a subscription because they don't have HBO Max yet. So I'll just read the books. And I was like, oh, my God, these books are fucking amazing. I I actually had HBO and I, I watched the first season and I think. I watched the second season before I read the first book. I can't remember which one came first, but I was basically watching the show and then reading the books according to that season. And I want to say it was around uh, season three. Season three, I think, is where I got ahead. So that's what happened. But all right, finishing up here, guys. uh, Let's just say this for a second. George R. R. Martin hasn't fucking given us a goddamn book and you know it's it's funny like my mood changes sometimes where it's like oh i'm feeling a little you know i'll give him time other days i'm like ah oh, fucking shit now i'm like dude i just this guy's a bum man it's it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> it's gotten past the point where for me where i would be like oh yeah take your time it just make it good do whatever just just take as much time as you need and it's evolved to man this dude's taking as much time as he needs isn't he hey i'm gonna go work on another show is what what do you mean i'm making a <laughs> hey ga- i made a i'm making I made three other books and a game yeah. uh once again i'd like to reiterate i will not be spending any money towards any of his products that are simple uh basically standalone obviously i can't not pay for uh house of the dragon considering it's part of like hbo and hbo max so i pay for hbo max so it's kind of unavoidable but i still refuse to watch it when it does air and i won't (laughs) buy elden ring i won't buy fire and blood his newest book i I won't do any of these things i'm not doing it i'll read seven night of the seven kingdoms because i already bought that book so you know (laughs) i'm gonna fucking get to that when i get to that but besides that shit dude nah nah i i ain't touching his stuff ever until we get that book and i i've said it before uh, the only way it's going to change is if he actually kicks the butt. I mean, I'm not yeah. trying to say, yo, this dude's going to kick the butt. I'm just saying that would be the only thing where it's like, oh, there is basically no way. It's basically just the scenario of the book will never come out. And if the book never comes out and there's literally an impossibility of the book coming out, then I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to do this stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, fuck that. Yeah, I guess long story short for me, it's... And when I saw that quote of George R from IGN, like George R. R. Martin wishes he had kept the books ahead of this, the show, I was like, oh, I bet he does. Or, you know, what? you could say something really controversial here. Uh, maybe he shouldn't have let them do a show until he was done. Yeah. Which, you know, it's sad to say, like, imagine or, or not having the that show cast hiatus until he finishes the next book. Well, no, then the, everyone's going to be aged and like. God, oh, it's like fucking mm. yeah. Half the actors will be dead by then. What do you Stupid mean? Stupid humans <laughs> aging. Yes, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it would have been. They should have just waited. It's like, it's like. Remember what happened with Full Metal Alchemist? They had see, to make then, another show entirely then, when that show came out. Well, no, see, then you just contract like Marvel Studios to de-age them digitally. Oh fucking it. God, <laughs> don't don't. Yeah, because they they couldn't even put a fucking wolf on the screen. 
Oh my god, yeah. Uh, they couldn't afford a wolf, bro. Fucking show. God. Yeah. Like, you know, if you guys have never watched Game of Thrones, watch seasons one through four. Don't bother with the other four. They're not good. Just don't bother. Yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, I mean, just watch a... If you want to watch one thing from that other four seasons, just watch the episode of Hard Home in season five. Uh, season oh, yeah. five, episode eight. Watch that. that fuck uh, everything else. Battle of the Bastards is still cinematic. Oh, yeah, that's one, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Just that, that long shot of the beginning of the battle where John is just like standing at the ready after being knocked off his horse and that entire line of of knights on horses is just coming at him and the shot oh, just dude. keeps going and keeps going and i'm like oh my god they're gonna run into him <laughs> I, that like that shot yeah. made me so nervous for kit harrington <laughs> but yeah like so there are moments in the later seasons that are great but <sighs> god the story just does not end well yeah, and it's that, no, it just it, it becomes rushed, and it's that's all the shit we've, yeah, we've we talked, talked about, about it before. before. Yeah, all right, that's that's it for the television news and ranting about fucking railroad that doesn't go to a stop. Yeah. Uh, Railroads off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> all right, gaming news, guys. Uh, this is a very interesting week of gaming news, just because we're talking about some sales and acquisitions, and the first one is uh, a studio was sold and it was a WB game studio. And I was at first, you know, worried for a second there. And I'm like, oh, wait, are they actually... So they are selling the studios. And they're like, no, nah, just this one. So Warner Brothers uh, sold Playdemic Mobile Games to EA for $1.4 And they made, like, Golf, golf Crash... Golf Clash... And I don't know what else they made. But basically, it's like their only studio that's not like the ones we know. Yeah. I mean, the name sounds familiar. I just don't... I don't know why I know that name. And the other thing, too, is it didn't really... So, you know, all the other Warner Brothers-owned studios, whether it's Rocksteady, uh, Monolith, and W Games Montreal, Avalanche, etc., they're all working on DC stuff, Harry Potter stuff, um... All stuff that's usually owned by Warner Brothers in general. And Playdemic was not making any of those properties. They were literally making like golf. And they were making random mobile games that weren't themed even. Mm. Which is weird because they could have made themed games. And I think WB has a whole mobile area that is like... I think they have more stuff besides them. But uh, they did say this is the only sale they were going to do. So the rest is, I guess, you know, it sounds like even post-discovery uh merging they're safe at least for now because we haven't even seen the fruits or not the fruits but the changes that are going to come with discovery merging with uh warner brothers uh, so yeah. we still have to wait on that because out of everything honestly because you know we've talked about it before anytime there's an acquisition or something you're always seeing layoffs whether it's lucas arts or uh blue sky studios those that like the the fox animation studio and stuff so I'm curious to see what's going to happen from Warner Media when Discovery kind of just goes in there fully. Because you'd think, like, uh, if the games are good, the only thing that might be a threatened is probably their least monetarily sustaining thing, which is uh, probably the comics. So we'll see what happens. Mm, yeah. Uh, but there was that studio, and that was probably the least uh, interesting at the same time of all the different acquisitions this week. 
the others, I guess, uh, knocked this one out real fast, was the Take-Two purchase. So Take-Two, uh, for those that don't remember, is the parent company of 2K and Rockstar. Yeah. And they purchased Dynamics, and that is a facial animation studio that's in France. Interesting. And they worked on two of their games already, uh, NBA 2K21 and Red Dead 2. Oh. So uh, these are the guys, like, I guess, you know, seeing all the facial animations in Red Dead, it's this studio. So if Take-Two bought them, that means they're going to utilize them for more stuff. And just, you know, they're like, you know what? We're just going to take you and have you on with us permanently to work on more projects. And you'd assume the next thing they're probably working on is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. GTA 6 and probably some other 2K stuff. Uh, maybe, you know, if they're working on that for Rockstar, maybe they're also working on like, I mean, maybe more sports shit on the 2K, 2K sports side, but maybe, you know, all right, this one's, you know, this is a, it's a far reaching, but maybe Bioshock. Definitely uh, Bioshock. Game. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see another Bioshock, but I, no, I, there is, I it is being made. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I forgot what the studio is called. It's, it's in California. Oh, okay. It's. It, I think it's. Um. Maybe it's Glenn Schofield's. No, Glenn Schofield went to uh, the PUBG thing. It's another. I forget who's working on it. It's someone we. It's someone that I. I know from some other studio, mm. but it was like one of those ones where they started a new studio from the ground up, and it was like, oh, they're oh, making the Bioshock game. Yeah. It sounds like that does sound kind of yeah. familiar now. I think it's like Ecto or um something with an E. That's all I remember was the studio's name. But, you know, Bioshock never was one for facial prowess in their games, uh, especially when you look at Splicers. But, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's just a guess. But for sure, I think, if anything, yeah, 2K Sports and GTA 6 are the ones that are going to probably take advantage of the studio's uh, talent, if anything. For sure. And, yeah, the, there's that. And then uh, the other two are purchases from Sony. First of which was Housemark, which, which just makes so much sense. It literally makes sense. I mean, like, imagine if they came out in the Xbox stage and went, they, they got us. <laughs> Dude, I would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe Xbox snatched uh, Housemark from we, Sony. We've never even made an Xbox game. That's the thing, because, like, <laughs> I don't think I, I don't know how the business uh, of it works, but, like, I don't think Housemark has made a non Sony exclusive game in yeah. like a decade or something like that. Cause like I first start, uh, heard of them from Stardust HD on PS3 and then they made one of my favorite arcade games possibly ever Resogun. Dude, I played Resogun's so really much Resogun cause it's just, not only was it visually cool to watch on PS4 when it first came out and which was a launch game, it was just an insanely addicting arcade experience and that's what Housemark is really, really good at. And it's just, it was really sad like a few years ago when they were like, yeah, we're going to have to stop making arcade games because, you know, people love them, but the only people that love arcade games buy them. And so it's just not, it's not sustainable. For it's them. not sustainable for us. Uh, so on the one hand, we got Returnal out of it and Returnal is phenomenal and still feels very arcadey, but it's going to be cool to see like, now with the backing of Sony's money and get maybe hopefully getting the freedom to do just do whatever they want. Uh, 
maybe they go back to making arcade games like they want super to. stardust 4k and they just make amazing arcade experiences every every year or two or something like that like that would I be would honestly it. really awesome yeah so that and yeah it just makes absolute sense that sony would just be like we'll, we'll put a ring on that relationship <laughs> yeah and i i need to I, I said it before like i played the super stardust games i played resogun I still need to play everything else. So, like, all I think there's a couple PS3 games that went to PS4. Yeah, I missed but pretty uh, much everything on PS4 besides Resogun. Yeah, I own Matterfall. I just never got around to playing it. It's like Matterfall, Dead Nation. I feel like there's an Alien one. Yeah, I played a bit I mean, of Dead Nation. Alien Nation. Yeah, I played a bit of Dead Nation. I played a bit of Alien Nation. They're fun games. Yeah, so I need to play those two. And then, yeah, uh, ba- yeah, at least three games I need to get through. And then I'll be like, now I, have, I feel like I should play Returnal. Yeah but yeah a lot to get through there and I, like i said those games are just they're fun and replayable because it's arcade games you're yeah. going for those high scores and stuff for sure uh besides housemark though and you know they're just probably going to make only ps5 games like i doubt you know they're going to go backwards and go to playstation yeah. 4 uh sony also bought nixus and they are a porting studio for pc yeah which also makes sense if Sony's going to get into the business of porting their exclusive PS5 or PlayStation games to PC like they've been doing recently. Might make sense to have a studio that's specifically good at doing that. And the great thing about this is this means now all these studios that were doing it, which, you know, so far have been uh, Kojima with Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know they, they, that was more so themselves, and then you know the um, uh, Horizon, uh, came Horizon from Gorilla, and now uh, what was the newest one? Wait, what's the newest one coming? Is it uh, Ghost? Which oh, um, Days Gone from Days Sony Days Bend Gone also uh, was ported to PC. And there's rumors, of course, of uh, Uncharted Four uh, potentially coming there. That'd I think there's like Uncharted Four and Ghost of Tsushima rumors, but I've always said still. Uh, they should just go way back and just put Infamous Second Son there. I think people would really oh, enjoy yeah. that. That'd be good. Uh, I think, you know, now that those studios, instead of making those ports themselves, they can focus on new IPs and whatnot mm-hmm. instead of having to do an entire thing like that. So this is really smart on Sony's part because that just gives everyone more time and more production value for new IP, yeah. making them have a faster, more... Uh, rotating library if anything uh sure. to keep adding to that catalog which is cool and nixus uh i believe yeah it says like the some of their more recent stuff was like tomb raider and deus ex uh mm. and stuff like that so that's, that's pretty cool uh but yeah th- there's nothing really else to say like it's a yeah we got housemark and we got nixus and then one last thing though there is a rumor or I guess a leak that happened. Yeah, because like supposedly someone from some other Sony, uh, it was like a social media team uh, posted to their Twitter. Nibble like, tweeted this one. Oh, okay. They they posted to like a tw- their Twitter account like, oh, uh, it was like the same exact graphic as the house mark thing, but it was for Blue Point, and it's basically just like, yeah. w- welcome to the PlayStation family. And it's like, oh no, oh, oops, wrong one. <laughs> uh and so yeah like it was from playstation japan's right official account and so it's so so it's like possibly real but also maybe not it's i feel like it would be really hard for that 
uh, account to just like maybe the person photoshopped their own like what if things they're just fucking around like accidentally posted from like the wrong folder but it's like i don't i don't buy that but so point ceo starts sweating when he looks at the tweet (laughs) and so like uh so if this is true it's it's just another acquisition that makes absolute sense for sony because blue point has in recent in the past made very very good playstation ports or, or ports not shadow ports. of the colossus Upgrades. and now demon souls yeah remakes what did I, uh, yeah remakes full-on remakes yeah or rem- like the yeah. in and that's just what blue point is really really good at is making remakes of classic games and yeah like you mentioned shadow of the colossus one of if not my absolute favorite game of all time uh just because i i love the storytelling of it and the the visuals of that game it's it from top to bottom it i i absolutely love every aspect of it but it like so blue point made literally like one of the best remakes i could have ever hoped for for that game it's so beautiful looking and it just it still feels like the original game it just is like you know that aspect of uh you know you remember things in your head better than they actually are because you kind of just like it's rose tinted glasses. You you forget about like the the maybe the bad controls because in your head you're just like oh, I just remember it being so good. This game is just like a better version overall. Yeah. Uh, and same for I think they did the Metal Gear HD collection. I think I could be wrong on that. Way back one. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, more recently Demon Souls, which like that was the lo- launch game uh on the ps5 other than miles morales because it was just like that was on both yeah it was like oh miles morales is also on ps4 but demon souls is only on ps5 and ps3 but in ps5 (laughs) (laughs) very good but yeah so if this ends up being true it's another acquisition that just absolutely makes sense for sony to buy because they literally have been working closely with them for a long time anyway yeah. And it kind of makes me think that there was like another IGN story uh, that was like, I think it was like Herman Holst or someone from PlayStation saying uh, Sony is not in an acquisition. An arms war. race. Like they're not. Yeah. yeah we're not in, in, in an arms race with, with uh, Microsoft because he tried to phrase it as like Microsoft is just buying studios to make good games for them. Sony is buying like or, or making partnerships I guess buying studios that they've literally have history with that makes sense. Yeah, that there, there's a big difference there. Yeah, which specifically, I think the only one Bethesda Game Studios was the only one they've had like a real partnership with. Yeah. Uh, as you, I mean, like that was visible just for the fact that when you get a PS, the PlayStation version of their game, <laughs> it would be like trash compared to the Xbox you version. Like there's the, no love shown at all. Remember oh, also, the DLC Skyrim comes out a year was. later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On PS3. Ugh. Yeah, absolute great. I'm, I'm saying so, I was like, that was one thing I was like, they're like, oh, PlayStation gamers don't get those games anymore. I'm like, dude, why would you want them? Actually, yeah. though, like, <laughs> I'm just going to play this shit on PC. Even then, like, it's for the mods, too, because half the shit won't be finished anyway. I do actually hope that if Bethesda starts to have to make games exclusive to like one console or like Xbox and PC, and they don't have to worry about also making it work on like Nintendo and Sony, like, maybe their games won't be quite so buggy. We'll see. Oh, dude, there was... um. Hang on, I'm about to send you this right now. <laughs> there was a meme about that. Uh, I'm sending it... I'm texting it to you. You'll see it in a second. Um, 
but it 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 basically sums up my feelings of Xbox owning Bethesda Game Studios specifically now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for those uh, for those if you want to find it, it's Bethesda team now that the Microsoft that Microsoft is going to make them finish the games before launching them, and it shows a little girl like crying with her crayon on the paper. It's like trying to finish her work or whatever. And yeah, it's like. like oh, you don't want us to ship broken games like fucking Fallout and Elder Scrolls. This is impossible. Oh my god! Yeah, that's fucking yeah. god damn. Uh, yeah. So, Blue Point. Excited to see if that gets added too. Maybe yeah. they'll show it at, if they do a showcase or something. They might show it there. Be like, hey, we got these guys. Dude, um, I I feel like if when they finally when Sony finally does their showcase, if there's still planning on doing a showcase that's like an e3 thing that's just not at e3 and they come out and they say like hey we bought blue point by the way here's what they're working on and the kojima studios logo comes up <laughs> and yeah and the, and it's like a metal gear remake if not even maybe not even metal gear solid but like a metal gear remake i would just be like <gasps> i feel like, like kojima's die. wanted to do a metal I would gear remake a, specifically my blood pressure would skyrocket so high my heart would literally explode <laughs> So I think the way I've always wanted it is I figured Kojima would actually, if he could make two more Metal Gear games uh, after Phantom Pain, I feel like he would remake uh, or reimagine Metal Gear 1 and 2 because of how much more uh, they would do, especially if they're 3D now, compared to being a side-scroller. And I would let him do those and give Blue Point Metal Gear Solid 1 because that's like still like full-on PlayStation and Konami's just like, they, they gave us an offer we couldn't refuse. Yeah. What was it? They pointed a gun at us. <laughs> <laughs> and they shot our pachinko machines. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, next up is now new studios. So this is, this is interesting. There's a couple new studios uh, that are out now or, like, it, that are existing and also a rumor that is very interesting but first off i thought this is interesting just because of bioware which it's funny because we're going to talk about some ea stuff in this news and then a little bit later you're going to talk about ea itself uh, for another news piece because they're you know ea play live and whatnot but casey hudson all right so we all know you know this is the mass effect guy this is the dude in charge of bioware for a long time doing a lot of different things and then he left and then he came back and then he left again (laughs) And that did not, because it was like, oh, he came back during Anthem, and you're like, oh, good, he's going to help them. And then they're like, Anthem's dead, and Casey Hudson left again. And you're like, what? 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 what just, How what much I did miss? you pay him for, like, a half a year's work? He ran, man. He ran out. He was like, yeah. I'm, no, this, ain't, this isn't my Bioware. Okay, so he was he left last December. And he just announced his new studio. It's a uh, humanoid studios and they're going to, uh, he said, uh, what did he say? All uh, the, uh, innovation and artistry to players unleash the creative freedom of developers. So th- those are, I guess like the main things about it. Okay. So it's like, Hey, we don't have a giant publisher breathing down our necks to make us make stuff which makes sense so now you could yeah they can make whatever and we'll see what they make from this who knows i mean i mean i would assume they're gonna make rpgs 
but yeah. well, he could you know he could change genres if he wanted to and just be like i want to make racing games and be like wait what? for sure right. like just because sure, he's known for mass effect and mass effect was like one of the best uh western rpgs of all time at least the first couple and uh, the third one was great too it's just the, the end was meh um they don't have to do rpgs i just feel like they would be better suited for that just because yeah. of their experience and just imagine them if he, you know maybe some buyer people will jump ship and join them and stuff imagine them going hey we can make a game without ea breathing down our throat yeah. or something like we it won't be what happened to pandemic and what happened to visceral uh, and what was like going on with them where it's like even though dragon age inquisition is probably one of my favorite bioware games they apparently were like the people that work there wanted it to fail so change things would yeah. change that so was such an that says that really says something yeah that was such an interesting part of that uh, jason schreier article about anthem yeah it was just like things well just about the culture there in general yeah but uh that wasn't the only studio the other studio is uncapped games and it was made by uh let's see we got david kim and jason hughes both formerly of blizzard and uh they worked on like diablo 4 and diablo 3 like diablo 3 diablo 4 and starcraft 2 so they're making an RTS, and I would assume you know if they these guys have some StarCraft in them, you know that that seems like that could potentially be something to keep an eye on because you know I feel like out of all the RTSs, even though personally I'm an Age of Empires guy over any, uh, StarCraft is probably the most popular, and yeah. you know it's even like an esport. So it's I think oh, it's I the, like the biggest RTS that's an esport. So uh there's that and imagine what they could make also it's like these ideas of guys leaving the big companies and they could make creative freedom on these games so they could kind of make it whatever they want in the time they want and it could maybe it's not as good because it lacks the funding that they would have had under these big behemoths or there's so much creativity they can utilize here now you got stuff you would never imagined and they're gonna make hits that come out of nowhere and you're like god damn yeah it's just interesting to see like so many stories like this where like some uh i don't know what that to how to phrase it but like someone well known in the games industry for you know making classic games and stuff like that getting tired of corporate bullshit and just like quitting and making their own studio yeah the only thing here is uh they're being uh they partnered with tencent Ooh. yeah that's the only thing which you know for those that don't know tencent's a really big chinese company and it's like you know that's cool if they're doing stuff yeah. in china it's just like when they have involvement in the americas there's always that feeling of potential yeah. forms of censorship tencent is one of those companies that just tries to have a hand in like everything that they can possibly get like their hands on which makes sense for a business but it's just like i don't know it, it just gets a little bit creepy, a little bit weird when they're as big as Tencent and it's like, and you seem to see their name on everything nowadays. Yeah. And I'm not saying they haven't had influence. In, like, I'm not saying that they did influence certain things, but I'm not. It's always interesting because well, it's like they funded Bungie and then all of a sudden you look at Shadowkeep and on the moon, the moon base is a Chinese moon base. And you're like, yeah, that's very specific well, that and i'm also pretty sure that tencent owns like the PUBG developer and they also own a decent chunk of riot games and yep. 
it's just like it's crazy how much that they're connected to in just yeah. the games industry so they also own yeah. a bunch of movie shit too yeah definitely i mean at, at the same time tencent's not even close to you know they're not even a fraction of as like the the threat you'd have from china in hollywood for uh, sure that's that's a completely different that's a night and day thing there much different gaming is that i would say somewhat not safer but i'd say hasn't reached that point yeah. that i mean i know has. i know this is getting a little off topic but like i'm i still was i had my mind blown when i found out there was like entire scenes added to like iron man 3 just for the chinese audience to be like yeah remember when they had the two second scene in in the american version where he went to the hospital and got his like heart thing removed so he's just like oh no he got the shards removed from his heart finally so he doesn't need the arc reactor apparently in the chinese version they had like a way longer scene of that where he was like talking to doctors in in china and just they basically it's from what i have been told it sounds like they really wanted to make it seem like if you want the best medicine in the world you have to go to china specifically just so that the chinese audience would be like yeah we're the best yeah which i i get it that's what plays well in that market especially for the communist party <laughs> but uh but <laughs> Welcome i don't know the communism. it's just weird that like an american film company is like yeah we'll add like propaganda scenes to our movies just to make money in that audience mm. super weird right so delicious yeah see that shit with tilda swinton was like you know these ugly things have to happen <laughs> for the fucking kevin feige is like you know looking back having a white person uh replace a tibetan for something because china yeah, said that's the so other thing. i totally didn't even think that like oh yeah maybe they didn't have the tibetan monk character be a tibetan monk because that would look bad in the chinese audience you know what bullshit lie they said they, they straight up were like, oh, uh, we did it because we didn't want to be racist and have it be like a, like a, exactly what you think it would be or some shit. And That's be like, so weird. Oh, in that process, we made it racist. It was like, no, yeah. it wasn't that. It's the fact that you you let China censor you and make that decision and not even still admit it. So <laughs> thanks. We whitewashed a character to not be racist. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> what a coincidence. But all right, last thing in this uh Motive Studio, which already exists, but there was like uh, uh, one person went over there uh, that's a, a pretty big name. Uh, well, not a big name, but they had a big role. Eric uh, Baptizat, uh, who was at Ubisoft for 16 years and the director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, hmm. went to Motive Studios. And the thing with Motive is they are rumored to be making a uh revival to a very beloved franchise which ea says they're going to show something at ea play live that's a beloved franchise revival and the rumors are dead space and ea motive could be making dead space and it could be uh dead space 4 it could be dead space 1 remake it could be a remastered collection i'm not really sure what exactly it's gonna be because they could do like mass effect did uh and just have that come out first which here's the thing i want to be excited about that if it wasn't for the fact it's like the same thing with mercenaries at this point uh those were made by two studios i love visceral and pandemic and instead of letting those studios make these games i wanted or you know keep going with certain things they said 
let's close these studios. Closes these studios. Let's bring these franchises back now that we've closed the studios that made them. It's like, how do you... It's like, I, I, you'd think yeah, I, I want to be weird. like, how do you yeah. close visceral studios? And then like a few years later, you're like, Hey, remember that game? The visceral made, we're going to make it again, but someone else is going to do it. Yeah. And I just, I don't know how to feel about that. It's like, I'd, I'd love dead space. I love the shit out of dead space, but I'm like, do I want it that badly again? I mean, I think I would take a remastered collection, but I don't know if I'd like want more than a remastered collection. Um, if anything, too, like we already know we're getting a spiritual successor from the creator of Dead Space in Calli- the Callisto Protocol, because uh, yeah. that's Glenn Schofield doing that. So, I mean, if you really want that, it's like it's like when uh, the main people at Infinity Ward left and made Respawn and made Titanfall. Yeah. You know, like there's that that different feeling there where you're like, oh, okay, cool. Do you want to play Modern Warfare 3 where it's none of the people that made Modern Warfare 2 except for maybe like lower level people? Uh, or do you want to go play Titanfall? And it's like, hmm, it's like that kind of thing where, you know, it's like it's evolution of that type of genre. But I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to think yet. I guess when we see it, maybe I'll have a better feeling because maybe they make it look amazing and i forget what i just said and i'm like i just want that spice so who knows what's yeah and that's the thing is like i was not super interested until tim gettys on kind of funny said it like what if they basically do like a resident evil 2 remake but for dead space and i was like i don't trust Um, ea but if they could pull that off i would lose my mind because i i'm not usually into horror games but dead space was like so well done and just terrifying (laughs) i don't know if i need that though i don't know if i need a full-on remake of it when i I just need a remaster and i'd be pretty satisfied yeah that's fair like it's not because you know resident evil was a playstation one game dead space was the playstation three game that's like a that's that's a big difference that's very true and i still and again this might just be my brain making it look better in my memory but dead space didn't ever look add to me so like that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah i'm like but then again again I, I did i looked at um a picture because uh I, I would i put a post on instagram for casting of sarah in the last of us mm-hmm. and i looked at her character in ps3 and i was like whoa that didn't age as much as as well <laughs> as i thought it did i mean she still looks okay but i was just like ah oh, this looks a little weird uh but yeah uh but that's all of the studio stuff Moving on to Konami news, James, if you want to take this one away. Oh, yeah. So we got... I I don't remember who exactly announced this. I guess it might have been Konami on their uh, Twitter. But anyway, they are apparently going to be partnering with Bloober Team to make a new Silent Hill game. Which, if you don't recognize Bloober Team by name... They were the studio that just put out the medium for like exclusive to Xbox Series X. I, I think it's I don't know if it's on PC, but I just uh, I, I remember a lot of people being really excited for that game before it came out because it looked like a Silent Hill game with like the whole, you know, real world and in some sort of dark world type of thing. And it was very supernatural and people were like, oh, my God, it's a game that looks like Silent Hill. That's that's awesome because Konami hasn't made a Silent Hill game in forever. So there's that. The the people who love Silent Hill 
will always have that like desire for another one and it unfortunately just it sounded like the medium was very disappointing when it came out especially on the storytelling aspect so if for a lot of people it just seems like konami announcing that hey we're partnering with a studio to make another uh, silent hill game that and a lot of people wanted to be excited for that until they were like we're partnering with bluebird team if people were like oh so you you partnered with the studio that made a, a subpar silent hill game to make a silent hill game that doesn't really give us much confidence that it's going to be a good silent hill game so we'll we'll see what happens i'm one of those people that i'm just like I was so upset by Silent Silent Hills, plural, with uh, Kojima and uh, oh god, I forget the manga artist uh, that makes the like extremely disturbing uh, Junji Ito. Uh, like that was just such a awesome sounding project, and I I wanted another Silent Hill game so bad, and then they just like canceled it. Oh my god! Uh, and so yeah, like I on the one hand. I would love to see another Silent Hill game and I'm kind of willing to see, you know, how Bluebird team does with the, with an IP that's like not theirs. It's like something that's like an already established world. I will see if maybe that helps with their storytelling. I don't know, but I don't know. Long story short, people aren't super confident and it's just Konami just keeps making decisions that piss off their fans. Oh, Konami, when will you learn? Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly, I don't have too much about this just because I never, at least like with Resident Evil, I at least like attempted to play the PlayStation 1 games, whereas uh, Silent Hill, I never really played any of these ones. So I, I got nothing very, they're very similar, uh, to add for these. It, they're very similar in gameplay because they're, they're both very tanky survival horror games uh, in terms of control. And it was just what set Silent Hill apart from Resident Evil was the extremely interesting setting and the, just mm. the really creepy atmosphere. Gotcha. Okay. Next up, we have an announcement that was like, fuck, I wasn't <laughs> necessarily expecting this, but uh, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut coming yeah. august 20th i was like that was it, it's faster than the death stranding director's cut that was already announced without a date guess I i'm think. buying it again yeah i'm like fuck because i'm like oh maybe death stranding will have a it'll be a free upgrade and now that they've said this and it's not going to be a free upgrade Probably not. i'm like I'm paying for both of these. And I'm like, at the same, I'm not angry. I'm just like, yeah. Well, okay. So, and fuck, yeah, you go. Yeah. I think what bothers me about it is that, like, and this is going to sound really entitled, but I was, I was hoping that when they announced a PS5 version, that it was just going to be a free upgrade. Cause there have been plenty of things like that where, like, oh, if you buy, uh, like Miles Morales like special edition or whatever on PS4, you get a free upgrade to PS5. I think, I think that was a thing. Uh, and literally Doom Eternal just the other day had a Series X and a PS5 upgrade that was completely free. So it, it feels a little bit weird that just to upgrade from the PS4 version to the PS5 version, that's $10 right there. 
if you want the expansion to of like Iki Island and stuff, that's another $20 on top of there. And I think it just got a little bit confusing when I was listening to the kind of funny podcast and they were talking about like all the different upgrade options where it's like, if you want to go from PS4 to PS4 director's cut, it costs this much. If you want to go from PS4 base version to PS5 version, it costs this much. And it just felt overly complicated. So, and it's not realistically that complicated, but it's just, I don't know if it would, it, it feels weird to uh, phrase it this way that like, I don't mind spending $30 to upgrade from my base PS4 version to the PS5 director's cut with all the DLC and stuff. Cause you know, I would pay probably $60 if they didn't have that option and I would just buy it again or $70. I think it costs if you just buy it directly on PS5. Yeah. But I feel like it would be a slightly easier pill to swallow if it was more like it's a free upgrade to the new console version, but the DLC is $30. Like I would literally still be spending the same amount of money but it, it would feel like, oh, we're giving you the PS5 version. Oh, and uh, Final Fantasy VII also, free upgrade. But the DLC, is it costs extra. Uh, well, if unless well, if you have the PlayStation Plus version, no, except it's for not that version. a free upgrade. So yeah. I have to, I'm basically, I'm, I'm, I will be buying seven. I basically have to buy it. On, when I play yeah. on PS5, I have to buy it completely like a new game. Yeah. I, I'm just ignoring the PS Plus version, honestly. Yeah. So. But yeah, so I don't know. Like, like I said, I would still be spending $30 anyway, but it just feels like it, it could have been a slightly more positive news story if they had been like, hey, free upgrade to PS5, but the DLC is $30. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's just how I feel. Overall, I'm still excited for like the PS5 version. Like I, I like the sound of using the DualSense controller features for cool stuff, potentially. And yeah. the thing that really got me excited was the PS5 version is going to have Japanese voice uh, lip syncing. Yes. Which, which is like, which that, was, played in Japanese. that was one of the things that like when I put it on Kurosawa mode for a second and got to a cutscene and the lip syncing wasn't matching up anymore. I was like, I don't know. That bothers me. It's like a weird reverse anime problem. Uh, so, all right. Uh, now I'm going to jump in. So, I mean, yeah, it is... It's interesting that there's basically four or five five price points, I guess. So, yeah. you know, there's I'm assuming the PS4 version is gonna be sixty bucks. I'm assuming the PS5 version will be seventy bucks. Yeah. Uh, and then you have, yeah, if you have PS4 have it on PS4, you can go to the P, still on PS4 for twenty. And then if it's like, yeah, the thirty from current PS4 to PS5. And if you buy the director's card on PS4, you could do $10 to PS5, which makes sense because, I'm like I said, I bet it's $16.70 yeah. uh, based on the pre-order uh, style for that. Um, oh, wait, it says it up here anyway. Yeah. So um, I honestly am not annoyed. I think it's because I just thought I was going to have to pay 70 bucks all over again. Yeah. Same. So that the fact that I only have to pay 30 I'm like... Ah, that's fine. Like, I mean, I've spent more on worse, so, you know, that's not the worst thing for me. Uh, Especially if I'm going to probably, like, I was saying before, like, um, do I want to do New Game Plus? And I'm like, maybe there'll be a sequel. I could just wait for that or something. Now I'm like, well, 
they're gonna have Iki Island now on it, which you know Iki Island's a full-on expansion to yeah. this. A whole new island, new animals, new armor, new enemies, a bit, a bit new story stuff. And I think I'm hoping this takes place after, because I always, I, I never enjoy. I I like DLC for games, but I always never like the fact that they go. Oh, this DLC takes place before uh, yeah. the ending of the game. So, you know, this is like in between. I'm just like, dude, that feels like fucking filler. Like, I, I want something that like takes place after and you feel like there's a continuation. Like That's a good Dragon point. Age Awakening yeah. uh, was like an expansion after Origins or the Spider-Man City Didn't Love Your Sleep stuff. Like that kind of stuff is what I enjoy when you do get that kind of thing. So if this is something that because why would why would Jin... I think it takes place after because why the hell would Jin leave Tsushima? That's a good point. To go to another island yeah. and be like, they might be here too. Like that would be fucking yeah, dumb. Daniel mentioned uh, when we were talking about it that like the, at the end of this, uh, the campaign, Jin says something like, yeah, we freed Tsushima, but there are other Mongols elsewhere. So like maybe that was their little uh, allusion to future DLC that we weren't even thinking of. We just thought it was like for the next game or whatever, but it's really just let's go to the free, the next Island. All right. So it does say Iki Island will be available in the beginning of act two. Oh, right. They did see that. I, I forgot about that. I hope that doesn't mean it's like in between. That literally doesn't make it probably sense. Will, which is going to be, <sighs> you're right. That is a little bit weird. Yeah. It's, that would be disappointing slightly story-wise. Uh, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm still happy to get new content and I heard, I mean, I actually think I saw it because Goldfarb like put a gif of it or something. Uh, you know, we get foxes on Tsushima. On Iki Island, you're gonna get monkeys. Monkeys, yeah. And I was like, oh, you get the you get the pet monkey. I was like, yes. And horse armor, but not stupid horse, horse armor. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't cost anything. I don't <laughs> think it's not stupid like that. Uh, I and then you can transfer your progress even when you upgrade to PS5. Yeah, the lip syncing. Uh, there's another, there's a PS5 director's cut collector's edition, I think. Um, or is that a digital? Uh, let me actually zoom in on this photo for a second. I need to, oh wait, it's a, okay. I was like, is this a statue? And it's like a hero skin set. So, Mm. oh, and director's commentary, digital art book. So it's a full on, um, okay. So it's digital. Thank God. I was like, please no physical editions. Don't don't make people buy more statues. Um, I definitely will be getting this easily, just like I'm definitely getting Death Stranding director's For cut. Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm curious as to how it works if you have a physical physical copy. Uh, I hope they don't. You know, it shouldn't be a problem. Like they wouldn't yeah. you know, make physical uh, customers lose out because they didn't buy digitally that wouldn't make any sense especially if i bought a fucking steel book collector's edition yeah. so i i assume i'll still be able to just pay the 30 bucks the only thing I, it's like the hardest thing is would i want to continue and like if i do a new game plus or something or just continue off where i left off and just do Iki island itself do i want to do japanese still or am I going to treat it like anime and just never watch it in English? Uh, or, I mean, like, do I also want to do Kurosawa mode still? Because I'm like, but I want to give up that color. That's so hard. It's so hard to say. Yeah. So it's like all these things that decide and I'm just like, oh, fuck. And uh, yeah, it's something to think about later on, though, because I'm like, all right, I feel like this is actually the first game coming to us now uh, for the fall. 
This is like our first game we're getting. For real? I think. I mean, it feels like it. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else coming out between now and then? It's important. Uh, I'd have to actually pull up a calendar. I yeah, I I, I can't think. I'm of really anything, bad honestly. at like pulling up information in my brain like that. That kind of information out of my head. Gotcha. But yeah, otherwise, uh, I'm pumped for this. I like that we're gonna get more content, and I'm curious. I'm like, uh, oh, and it's gonna have new trophies for the new Iki content. Yay! Yeah. So that. So. Oh, that's a good question. Like, uh, if it's a different trophy set, slightly, unless it's like. Added also, if trophies. it's if it's transferring, that means I instantly get another platinum. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if yes. you transfer your save and you get all the trophies that your save unlocked, like new platinum. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be new platinum. If it'll probably just be like a DLC thing, just like you know, well, when new the, game plus mode comes out, well, it'll but be for like, like PS Five though, because it's like that's literally what happened for Destiny. It was oh yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I, no, PS Five. It'll be a new platinum. You'll basically it's yeah. like if you upgraded um Spider Man PS Four to the Spider man remastered i heard you basically get the platinum again automatically. yeah and like oh, i should do that then yeah like the first time I yeah heard... so <laughs> just spend the money <laughs> you know what i was gonna buy remastered anyway before spider-man 2 just to get ready for it so yeah, yeah. that'll be fine yeah the first time i turned on destiny on uh, ps5 when that version came out i was just like oh oh it's giving me all the trophies again oh i wasn't expecting this it feels so good yes give me the platinum yes <laughs> God, I think if I uh, the thing that excites me about new game plus modes is it takes out all of the like collecting and grinding stuff. Like it's just you going through the story, yeah. Which is what I enjoy. Uh, I do like those. The, the, that's what I really do enjoy. But yeah, that's exciting and looking forward to seeing more of that uh, as time comes. Like I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Iki Island, if anything, and like that what that story is exactly. And final gaming news. So EA Play has uh, done something I wasn't expecting. They announced not so you know it's EA Play Live, mm-hmm. and I was uh, when they said we're announcing more shows. I was afraid it was going to be like Ubisoft Forward. Remember last year they're like we have three Ubisoft Forwards coming, and you're just like oh uh, yeah, uh, no. And I'm like, will this one have Division Two crossplay? Three. Ubisoft forwards later. Hey, there's no Division Two crossplay. Um, it's never was there anything I was. I got nothing from this, <laughs> but and this year I got nothing from. It. I just don't get anything from fucking Ubisoft forward. I swear. EA Play Live, four events ahead. And first one, July eighth, the future of first person shooters. Uh, the series kicks off with an extensive discussion of two of our most exciting shooters, Apex Legends and the just-revealed Battlefield 2042. 2042. I said 2042. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll we'll get like some spotlights on those two games. And then July 13th, we get uh, Independent Studios. So another quote. We love seeing innovation in the industry and we love partnering with studios who have the same passion. So we're devoting an entire spotlight to the vital role indies play in the industry. And uh, there'll be like a panel and everything else. So I guess we'll see some indies that I guess EA is supporting, which is interesting. Then July 19th, and this is what excites me, July 19th and 20th. So two days back to back. July 19th, how uh, things are shaping up for Madden NFL 22. 
and July 20th, more EA Sports, so you'd assume, because, you know, Madden is probably their biggest one besides FIFA, even though FIFA, I mean, Madden's the biggest domestic, I feel like, FIFA's the biggest international, Mm -hmm. so, uh, July, the day after, I'm assuming you're gonna get, uh, FIFA, you're gonna get NHL, and, um, what do they have, golf, I think, well, you get those three, probably, do they have any sports games? They, They don't have baseball, I don't think. No. So probably FIFA, like soccer and hockey, if anything. So that gets yeah. me excited because, all right, James, I want you to look at it this way. What is the most annoying thing for us when we get to the EA conferences, whether it was for E3 or anything? Um, Spending too much time on the sports games that have like minor yes. upgrades and doing so, shit like, hey. We brought Juve Bowl to come out and talk about our our football game, and Juve Bowl's like, "I love playing football; it's great." And <sighs> and of course, all the uh, all the soccer fans are like, "Whoa, cool Juve Bowl! I don't give a shit about the game though." <laughs> that's not so, true. They still like the game. If EA Play Live has a minimal presence of their sports, that would make it a much more. Um, appetizing show potentially the only thing is then if they're doing battlefield and apex before that does that mean they're not going to be there that much at all or like what's going on there what else do they have the show like what what do they have up their sleeve besides potentially like you know i'm assuming maybe jedi fallen order 2 yeah uh freaking potential dead space remake or we're gonna see some form of dead space probably whether it's a remake remaster or uh four and then what else could they oh i'm assuming racing games actually now thinking about it considering they bought codemasters and they have like oh, yeah, fucking huh. four franchises uh four different franchises that came with them of racing so uh yeah assuming that so there, there's a lot to be coming from those different things there and i'm curious to see what they will uh what they'll have then uh but just reminding everyone once again that it's uh july 22nd is ea play live so it looks like, yeah, July 8th, which is Thursday. This Thursday, actually, we're going to get the first person stuff. So uh, next week, we'll actually be able to talk about uh, Battlefield and Apex a little bit. All right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump onto that when that comes out. We'll see if there's anything good from the, the independent stuff. And then, uh, you know, having the sports stuff there allows us to skip the sports stuff, yeah. which makes things even easier. I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to even look at this because I've never been a sports game guy. I think I bought Madden 05 on PS2. Damn. Uh, that was a good game. And then I bought a NFL Blitz 2001 on N64. My sports games. Good times. Good times, guys. That wasn't too long ago, right? <laughs> It was nah, like it was only like 15 years it was ago. like it was that uh, like 16 maddens ago <laughs> 17 maddens ago i don't even know but yeah that's that's all for the that's it for the news actually um james we got time i think uh what we had planned we could talk about Ooh, those okay, four things sure so i'll let you yeah, uh, I kick could, it off i can really quick get one out of the other way so the other day i played a little bit of street fighter 5 for the first time in like maybe almost five years. Cause I, I bought it when it first came out. Cause Capcom sold me on the whole, like we're not going to do 
four different versions of this game like we did for for Street Fighter 4 and we're not going to make you buy a new version of it every year like a sports game. So I bought the the base game. I liked it mechanically, but there the roster was very short and there was no arcade mode. There was like a very sparse individual character story mode, but no like main campaign. So I ran out of shit to do really fast. Uh and having recently played and very much enjoyed Mortal Kombat 11, I have like a little bit of a taste for fighting games right now. And like I said, I enjoyed Street Fighter 5 mechanically when it first came out. I just ran out of stuff to keep doing with it. So now, currently, Sony is having like a half a year sale going on. And one of the things on sale for like 15 bucks was the championship upgrade or championship edition or champion edition upgrade to Street Fighter, which basically gets you all the characters. And I was like, cool. Okay. You know what? I enjoyed that Mortal Kombat 11 came with all the characters because I bought the ultimate edition and I feel like it's a complete package. So I'll do the same thing for Street Fighter 5. And every time I feel like playing Street Fighter 5, I'll have like way more characters to choose from and I'll just I'll play Street Fighter V every once in a while when I'm in the mood for it. I played that game for like an hour, maybe total over the course of like the night that I got the DLC and then like the next morning. And it was just like, yeah, I think I'm done with Street Fighter V. <laughs> it's because like, so they, one, turns out they are not done releasing new characters. It's like five years into this game and they're still releasing DLC characters and if I want to get the fifth and final set of DLC characters for season five, that's another $25 right there on top of this. And then you get to get Street Fighter six. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Street Fighter six is probably going to be a thing at some point. And so like, I already feel gypped because I was like, oh, I thought I was buying a complete version of the game. And there's like two characters in the store that I already don't own. And there's like three more coming. I don't really know if I want to spend another $25 on this game or well, whatever. I'll, I'll just like play around with the new arcade mode that they added at some point and I'll, I'll play with some of the new characters and learn how to play those characters try, and try to get some value out of the $15 I spent at least on the new stuff. And I was very quickly upset by there being ads for their sponsors on the load screens. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? This game was $60 when I bought it like five years ago. I bought more DLC for your game, give you even more money. And you have the gall to to put ads in the game that to my knowledge, you cannot turn off. Like there is other sponsored content like costumes that you could put the Capcom Pro Tour stickers on your character. And like that lets you earn a little bit of extra fight money or whatever per match or whatever, because you're literally using your characters to advertise shit. Uh, that you could turn off, but I cannot find any option in the menus to turn off sponsored stuff on the load screens. So that frustrated the shit out of me. And I was like, okay, well, again, I, I enjoyed the game mechanically. So at least let's, let's see if I can still have fun just playing it and ignore the ads. And, you know, compared to Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat 11, this game feels so slow and just like, clunky i don't know i just like street i keep making that mistake mortal kombat 11 just in my opinion 
feels in a granted it is a newer game sort of but like Mortal Kombat 11 just feels so much better as a fighting game in so many ways just like it feels fast more fast paced I think the art style looks better like more, Street Fighter 5 tried to go with a a, a kind of cartoony cell shaded look but it doesn't look good in my opinion oh like some characters look good but other characters like ken looks like like his hair looks like it's made of bananas because they couldn't do like thin strands they could only do like clumps of hair and just the shade of yellow they went with it doesn't make him look blonde it looks like he's got like yellow bananas in his hair it's really weird oh yes that's this tradition and and then there's other like smaller things that like so mortal kombat 11 in my opinion does a lot to try to give you all the tools you need to become a better fighting game player. Like when you look at the move list, it it doesn't just tell you the name of the move and the button combination to do the move. It tells it gives you frame information, like how many frames it takes to start up the move, how many frames it takes to uh to finish uh initiating or finish the move entirely. It tells you what like where it like that like if it's an overhead move or if it's a high move or a low move like it gives you everything you might need to know about that move and it even gives you like a little display off to the side of what it looks like and stuff like that street fighter 5 doesn't do any of that like when you when you choose your character it it now it's like way more complicated because when you first started off like each character had only like one v v skill or whatever it's called and now there's like everyone has a mix of two plus like two other skills you have to choose from but it doesn't tell you what those skills do when you're choosing them <laughs> and then when i and and so I, like and even, you'll find out and that's the thing you it seems like you have to go into training mode to just like try shit out which fine i guess but it's just really frustrating to go to be trying to get through arcade mode and i'm like okay well what does this ultra move do and it's like it just tells you the name and the button combination, but it doesn't tell you if it's a ranged move or if, or if it's a mid-ranged move or a close-up move. Like, it doesn't tell you anything. And it just, it feels so weird. And like the control scheme, it feels like Capcom expects their fighting game fans to just buy a fight pad to play with like a, a controller just for fighting games. And they're like, no one's ever going to play with just a regular controller so why bother making the control scheme comfortable on a controller? So like there, like there are certain moves that to activate you have to press like both like R1 and L uh, R2 at the same time, and almost no one uses two trigger fingers when they're holding the controller. So uh. yeah, it's it it's kind of frustrating that like I so badly wanted to want to play street fighter 5 from time to time and i spent another 15 dollars on it to get like a bunch of new characters but with with the the ads on load screens and just it feeling not good and it really not trying to help you learn how to play the game like it feels like an older fighting game and just not Mm. i don't know i think it's it's frustrating to say that i just wasted 15 dollars, but like i really don't I it's a bad sign when after like an hour of playing it, I literally was just like, I'm not having fun. I, I don't, and if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to want to keep playing it. So 
if I'm going to keep a fighting game on my PlayStation, I think I might just delete Street Fighter 5 and be like, you know what? Never again. I'll just play Street, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 because I actually enjoyed that. Imagine having fun with games. I don't understand yeah. that. I'm going to go do my to-do list in Destiny. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and, like there are people that still like Street Fighter 5. It's just, I don't know. It's, I guess, not for me at this point, which is sad. No, for sure. I mean... At least you've been enjoying Mortal Kombat 11. Like the, the sure. you talked about when you played it, like you sounded very happy with that game. Yeah, like I and like I kept it on my PlayStation because I'm just like, you know, I finished the story, but I I would just like to play around in Mortal Kombat every once in a while and just have that option. But for I think Street Fighter, I'm just like, I tried. I can't. I think I'll feel that way, too. Like once I get through Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11, because I'll be like, wow, I actually caught up. Yeah. Compared to like the one time I was caught up was when I played nine. And I think I played it on, I bought it on PS3 and Vita for some reason. Yeah, I think I played 9 on Vita. Yeah, that was, that was, that was fun. I was like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I can't beat Shao Kahn on Vita. <laughs> it's too hard. Nah, Shao Kahn uh, so hard in that game. Yeah, so fucking difficult. But, dude, that's that's crazy. And I, I would love to say that I, um, I'm going to talk about two games now. And there are two games I finished. And when I say finished, I was like, I'm finished. And I walked away uh, after 20 minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) I remember. So I wanted to go back to the beginning of the Elder Scrolls and Fallout franchises. Mm, Play some of that Elder Scrolls Arena. I'm good. Yeah, I played Elder Scrolls Arena and Elder Scrolls, uh, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall. And I, 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 I popped in Arena. And I start playing after a multitude, even with the disc, the multitudes of trouble of getting the di- like I got the all right, I have the anthologies for both Elder Scrolls and Fallout, which have basically everything except for Fallout 4, I believe. And uh, I pop in the discs finally and I try to play and it's like giving me all this grief. So I, I spend a good amount of time just trying to get them to work because like you have to make previous versions of things and all this other stuff, make like weird Windows downloads to get it working and stuff. And I finally did. And I start playing Arena. I'm like talking with my buddies on Discord and they're like, can you please stream it for us on Discord? <laughs> I'm sure. And like we're looking at it and I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like trying to get the weapon to work and I'm like, cause it's a very old game and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not bad. They're products of their time. Imagine when this game comes out and it's the only, like, it's this crazy RPG. You're probably yeah. going to love the shit out of this, but in the year 2021, that doesn't really, you don't need to play it because other games exist and the story is barely like, it's like you're reading a fucking text log practically. It feels like I was reading an essay. I was like, mm. oh fuck, this is really long. And I'm like trying to get it all under me and I'm like, oh my God, there's a lot of reading. And uh, I tried, I'm like in a dungeon and the whole thing with Elder Scrolls Arena, I'm pretty sure the entire thing is just a dungeon and it's really large. And then Daggerfall is potentially one of the biggest maps of all times in any game uh it's just like an insanity map yeah and uh arena though i'm running through it and there'd be like a goblin or a rat and i'm just like ah (laughs) i'm trying to like stab it and it's just like like you know it's just like hella old so it's just like these funny sounds funny animations and it's like i'm supposed to find a key and everyone's like no go here go do this and it's like what are you doing and i'm like i don't know (laughs) And, and all these issues are occurring and it's just hilarious. And after 20 minutes, we were all like, 
shouldn't play this dude they all yeah. like i'm like you know maybe i don't want to maybe i shouldn't keep playing this and they all literally like the same time were like you should never have installed it to begin <laughs> like what why did you think you should play this and i was it's like i history. just i'm like i wanted to see and i'm like and now i did and i never it's what a wonderful place i never want to see it again <laughs> and then i popped in elder scrolls 2 and I should have had this that realization. Better, right? <laughs> I should have had that realization. Just like I feel like it's going to be the same re- uh, realization with Fallout, basically one, two, and tactics. That if I don't, if if I can't get through one, I don't know. Like I, there, I shouldn't have the mindset to be like, oh well, I'm sure I could get through two and tactics. It's like no, if you could, <laughs> just don't do it. Uh, I, I tried it, and I'm like, I think that one was five minutes. I just walked oh around for five minutes. And I looked at it, and I'm like, "This is just gonna be bigger, but it's like exa- it's like the same. I mean, there's differences, but I'm like, it's not. It's differences of that time. If you went like from this year when Elder Scrolls One came out to Elder Scrolls Two, you'd be like, oh fuck. But now, once again, 2021, you're just like, oh fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, uninstall immediately. Five minutes later, and I'm like, those are very interesting. I, I'm just not going to ever touch these ever again. I feel I'm like, good. yeah, the, those were for people who are actually nostalgic of when they originally played them. Yes, I think and so. And for everyone else, it's just like to have in their collection or whatever. I'm going to try. So I tried Fallout. I'm going to try again because I died immediately and it went, you have to start the game over. And I went, oh, oh no, it's going to be one of those because i didn't understand it i didn't understand the controls really because it's a it's an over top game it's mm. the old fallout games that's why it's like based off of like wasteland uh right. so that's why like when you play wasteland 2 you're like oh this is like wasteland and the old fallout games but yeah i i didn't get it and there's supposed to be one of my friends like roman he said they're really great games in terms of story and freedom like they put all of the current games to shame in terms of choice mm. of what you can do and that sounds so appealing, but it's a, once again a thing where I'm just like, well, I have the patience to be and like the understanding of being like, uh, can I actually get through this without having to say if, if, if it goes to something where I'm like eight hours in and it goes, you fucked up, start over. I'd be like, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe back then when that was the only game I had. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. See, that's my biggest problem with the XCOM series is like. I love the gameplay of it, but that those games could be so frustratingly punishing. And if you get like a bad roll, you could just like ha- lose an entire team of people. And like, if you do really bad for like a few missions, like you could literally get to a situation where you have to start your entire campaign over again. Mm. And some people like that idea of like, oh, well, this this timeline didn't work out time to start again and for me i'm like i just lost eight hours i could have done so much else (laughs) i could have had a life wife and kids (laughs) but yeah so i i'm going to try fallout one more time and i'll probably watch like a little five minute guide or something be like oh this is how you start off or this is what you should do when you start off or whatever uh because i think i died in the cave when you get out of the vault oh no (laughs) In the very beginning, I was like, "Oh, what's happening?" And then I was like, "Oh, um, I, 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 if I can't get through the the first Fallout game, I'm just going to do like one of those YouTube like the entire story uh, of Fallout yeah. One, Two, and Tactics to fully understand it." But my plan is then to continue there. Um, for sure, I'll be playing Morrowind 
just because that's supposed to be like the pinnacle practically uh before they started removing yeah. things like from from uh morrowind to oblivion they went like one step forward two steps back and then yeah. they do that again with skyrim and i still else. hear people sing the praises of morrowind but yeah. i never hear and i'll be modding it too <laughs> yeah and i'll probably definitely be modding morrowind just so you know graphic uh up the graphics a bit and some other stuff yeah. but that, i think that's still one of those games uh morrowind unlike like oblivion you know you have all the logs and shit Morrowind, I heard you'll still need that pencil and paper to write down shit. Yeah. So I'll I've be ready that for that too. one though. I'm like, if it's just that, I'm okay with it. Like that's that's fine. Yeah. I, I won't be as troubled as much. But uh, yeah. And then one other thing I want to talk about before we finish off here is the Fast and the Furious. James, I finally fought watched the very first Fast Furious movie from 2001. Oh, you mean one the down? One, the one grounded in reality. <laughs> Yes, so one down, uh, eight to go plus a spinoff. So I, my goal right now, James, is I want to watch at least one a week. And I'm just going to, as I'm calling them, I'm fast tracking these past my backlog to talk about them as I go because I don't want to mix them up also and start jumbling those around just like, you know, with the Assassin's Creed games. So yeah. uh, each time, like this week, sometime I'll probably watch two, uh, like next week for sure, I'm going to talk about Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, maybe Tokyo Drift 2 if I can watch that in time but the goal is to get them all done and then go see 9 in theaters obviously it won't be during the big initial hype because nah. by the time I finish it'll be like couple, you know a couple months yeah something maybe maybe less I hope not that long well, my goal is maybe if it's like if one... I could do two movies in an episode uh, that'll okay. be good yeah. yeah if I could try to do that uh not starting with this one obviously but uh maybe afterwards I'll, I'll see what I can do but uh yeah I love that this series started off with a movie that's basically like point break but with drag racing instead of surfing and now it's like there's spider-man in cars and they can fly family dude i that movie was so much fun and i just kept laughing because paul walker's acting was so it was just so funny i was like dude they they're for real with this right now i could i i i couldn't stop laughing the way he would act like it felt like it was like serious acting and it's like what do you mean man and i'm just like i i can't i can't right now this is fantastic it's weird because i'm watching you know i've seen all these trailers for fast and furious over the years like basically like from like five to nine and you've got like Ludacris, you got Tyrese, you got The Rock, you got Vin the Diesel. A, a giant safe through Brazil. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's mainly them. I see them a lot. Through, through and Rio. then I'm watching The Fast and Furious and I'm like, dude, everyone's white. What's happening? I'm like, what? There's a big change that happened apparently. Because I'm yeah. like, all right, you got you got Dom Toretto, Don Toretto, uh, or Dom. Dom, I keep saying Dom. Uh, you got, uh, is it um, Letty? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez's yeah. character. You've got, uh, what's his fucking name, actually? Paul Rudd's character is, uh, I'm just going to pull down DB to make my life. Brian O'Connor. <laughs> Brian O'Connor. And then uh, Mia, his, Dom's sister. And you also got Jesse, Leon, and Vince. And there's like three white dudes. And I'm like, I have never seen any of these guys in any trailers with Ludacris and Tyrese yeah. and shit. And I'm like, did they all like, did something happen? that these guys aren't in anything and i i noticed like jesse dies at the end he's like i, I fucked up dog i fucked up yeah. he just gets shot and i'm like what the f-? like jesse was funny because he's supposed to be this guy that's like i i can 
put together any car or like make a car's specs be perfect where it's just like this masterpiece vehicle and he goes up against johnny tran who's like this uh like this criminal dude that like keeps trying to kill dom and he goes to race him and like brian o'connor's like don't go up against a man don't do it he's like nah man i got this don't worry i'm bending this car and everything and then goes up against him and just loses immediately <laughs> and he's like oh man what have i done drives away because he bet the fucking car which is what gets him killed in it because he ran away with the car oh yeah and i'm i'm just like what the fuck and they're stealing dvd players they're fucking they're stealing dvd players and they're like trying to hijack a truck and this truck driver's got like a sawed off shotgun Dude. He's ready. Apparently, like they're so fed up with these guys, they're like, "We're ready this well, time." I have well, yeah, that, gun. like I love. Okay, so that's the reason why Paul Walker has to go uh, undercover. It is like <laughs> there is apparently a team of drag racers using their car skills to commit these like high end tech heists in, on the road. And somehow, like, the thing that they keep stealing that's worth so much money and worth, like, sicking the FBI after them is DVD players. Hey, man, they were using floppy disks in that movie, so you can tell how much those DVD players are worth. Like, you don't even have a... I don't... You can't be like, I have a new compact disc player, other known as a CD player, as the kids are saying it these days. So it's like, you don't even see that in this movie. It's straight up fucking floppy disks and shit. And I'm yeah. like, God damn, that's crazy. So yeah, eh. a CD player or a DVD player would definitely be a hot ticket item back then. Yeah. So I, I was like, this is insane. And you got fucking Hector. So it's like the whole thing. There's they, they, they of course include races where like yo, know, there's the Latinos. You got your uh, uh, the, the black group. You got the um, which is really the black group is really just Ja Rule, and <laughs> I was not expecting Ja Rule to be in it. And then fucking uh, Johnny Tran and like the the Asian group, and they're supposed to be the the villains in this one, where at least they're going after Dominic and stuff. And I mean, I feel like Dominic's group is like even though there's like some like you know uh michelle Rodriguez is mexican and stuff but i'm like you know it's pretty white group yeah. here uh <laughs> pretty white and uh i love that hector's group like hector uh is played by noel guglielmi and if you guys don't know who that guy is he's that one you're, you're like oh it's that one fucking latin dude in every fucking movie that's just like that gangster looking guy. And I kid you not, he is in like every movie. If you ever look for the dude that's like that generic Mexican gangster guy, he's in it. That's him. That's the guy. And like my buddy uh, Brandon Moncada and I saw him at Comic-Con and he's there and we're like, dude, you're in everything. And he's like, yeah, kind of. It's like a thing I just kind of went for. And they just have me in all these movies. Uh, what The one for some reason I remember him in the most is dark knight rises he's the guy that sends you that sends them into the ice or at least sends uh what's his face into the ice the daggett's helper uh the one that actually does die in the exile yeah Yeah. i don't remember but basically any any (laughs) a lot of my latin friends and i that watch movies they're all like oh there's that one latin dude and you know who he (laughs) is and he's like someone we all know every time we're like hey it's that one guy he's in the mayans too he's in sons of anarchies and everything but i just love seeing him in this too because i'm like it's his origin (laughs) (laughs) it was great 
And then fucking Ja Rule's in this movie. He's in, like, the initial race in the beginning. And he does, like, you know, some of the soundtrack. And, you know, it's immediately, even though I'm like, wait, is that Ja? I couldn't recognize him for a second. He just says one word. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking Ja. Okay, it's like, yo, lips, yo, smile. Like, (laughs) a new fucking, I'm like, I listen to his music all through middle school. I know this fucking guy. And I fucking died because he is like about to go race all right the, the racers it's like all right it's dominic toretto brian o'connor when he first meets him and then this uh this one kid it's like oh we're gonna have the asian kid play a fucking video game in his car while he's waiting for the race to start and i'm just like for fuck's sake <laughs> and then ja rule is the other racer and this woman comes up and she's like puts his hand on her breast and she's like whether you win or you lose i'm all yours <laughs> but if you win so is she and she points to another girl and jaw's like oh shit it's like i think i forget one of the girls is named monica basically make sure you remember this is very important so the race is going and you know they're pretty even dominic's winning of course and when paul walker starts using the the nos which i didn't realize nos fucking from cars is the same company that does the nos energy drinks uh-huh. And it, it was like, oh, that clicks now, considering it's the exact same logo. It makes so much sense now. But he passes Jaw, and Jaws just sees him pass him, and he just screams, Monica, no! <laughs> and I, I was fucking dying. That was by far the single funniest part of that film, is just Jaw rule. <laughs> fucking be like no monica and through my threesome i was so close it was the most important part comes back goes to the woman that said win or lose and he's like hey and she's like i don't know you walks away <laughs> and he's like no that bitch lied to me yeah he's like fuck you <laughs> he was oh my god it was so fucking funny uh overall though that movie was great r.i.p jesse no yeah um, that's the thing it's still a great movie it's just hilarious well, I don't know about great. Some of the it's acting is questionable. Movie. Yeah, it just, it feels so weird. But the budget feels weird. Everything feels weird. It's about just this so film. funny to see the evolution of this series go from like a decently grounded point break style movie to like their superheroes and cars. That's why I'm excited because I'm like, oh, I'm going to do Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo Drift probably next episode or at least Too Fast, Too Furious. And I heard, like, they said, like, after that, you're going to see the Act 2. And that's where they're, like, fucking super criminals. And then Act 3, they're, like, superheroes. Yeah, dude. So I'm like, oh, shit. I skipped a bunch of the movies. And I, I I saw Hobbs and Shaw with someone and was just like, dude, this is, like, a Marvel movie. Like, it, it feels like a Marvel movie. And these people's powers is just cars. <laughs> they're like, dude, I- get them in a car and they're unstoppable. Yeah, it's, it's oh god, it's. I mean, be even so much Idris Elba was literally a superhuman in that movie. I am curious though, because I it, like I, I was enough interested that I'm like I will probably want closure on all these characters as I go through. So like the two I'm very curious about is uh, I went through all the IMDb's and it says like Vince comes back because he like he ends with him going in a helicopter to a hospital because he was hanging off a fucking truck when the shot dude shooting at him with the shotgun. Yeah. Uh, and he was like trapped by a wire. So he's like, he's not even hanging to the truck. The wire is literally dragging him. Right. And shit. Uh, so it says he's in like five, I want to say. And in like six or seven, him and, uh, 
uh, Leon, the other guy, are uncredited, but they're in, like, certain scenes or something. So I guess, like, there's, like, closure on these two dudes, considering, like, I guess you never see them in any other movies. So I'm like, that's one thing I'm going to keep track of going through these now. I want to be like, where are they now? What happened to these characters? Why aren't they here and stuff? Just, uh, you know, see what happens. But, you know, everyone always talks about, like, it's about family. And... I noticed that in the first movie, they have like a fucking barbecue. There's like yeah. a family barbecue. And I'm like, oh my God, it, it was like, actually, it always was about family. Since the beginning, it was about family. Yeah. That's crazy. You think I've been joking this whole time and I'm joking about the family joke? <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, everyone always talked about kind of like Tim Gettys and Nick Scarpino fucking talked about it. They always say that shit like all the time. Uh, and it, then, it's uh, a meme, but it's true. Yeah. Dude, all the fucking memes now are, I'm dying. Yeah. All that shit. It's like Anakin in space. And he's like, hey, Anakin, look like you could use some help. And it's like, Dom, how are you here in space? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's just like, who needs Bob when you got family? <laughs> then it's all these other, there's one where he faces Steppenwolf. There's one where he's fighting the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. There's one where he hits Omni-Man. <laughs> he's like, family. Dude, oh my God. I hope These someone at some insane. point made like a, a meme out of like when all the pod racers are lining up and just like one of the pods is Dominic in his car and just like, no, this is pod racing. No, this is family. I just love for specifically Steppenwolf. He's not even in his car. He just has the shotgun oh, and yeah. Aquaman and Cyborg are like, don't do it, Dom. And he's like, I got family. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but all right, that's the fucking show. All right. So, James, I actually thought of Not a new bad, title. Just over an hour and a half. Excellent. New title, though, because we couldn't even finish these games. Uh, played Fast, Left Furious. <laughs> yes, good. All right, excellent, excellent. There you go. That's the first. I, I can't wait. I want to I wanna see if I can make titles, Fast Furious titles for all of them until we get to... Oh, my God. The plan so is, funny. James, um, when we get through... When I get through 8 and Hobbs and Shaw, you and me, we're going to go watch 9 in theaters. That's the plan. We're going to go watch it in theaters. Sound good? Okay. I might we be able to watch it. We should watch it in that... But... Oh, we're, we should watch it at the uh, the new Stonestown Theater, the, the Regal Theater. There's, like, a new theater there. Oh, did you try that? Wasn't there already? Oh, Stonestown. I was about to say. I uh, No, there was the United Artists Theater in the back. That's yeah. where we watched Inconvenient Truth and high five when we learned our houses would survive yeah. the flooding. And then, yeah, that's actually. <laughs> and then uh, now there's a real theater in it. It's where the Macy's was. Mm, okay. It's cool. fucking, yeah. I'm like very curious to see how I'd, that theater is. I'd be interested to try that out. Yeah, just to, you can watch. Um, actually, I don't know where you could watch. I have to watch. I have to, I have to split up these fucking movies because one and two are on HBO Max. I have to rent three five three four and seven on prime video because it's like only two bucks and then on xfinity and peacock i can watch five and six and uh on i have i have uh, copies already of eight and hobbs and shaw that i can utilize temporarily and then uh yeah so i, I literally have to go through like four different platforms to watch these movies four fucking platforms so weird yeah it's crazy. i kind of get but right. i guess it goes to show you though that like this this series is so popular and so money making that the different like no single streaming service was able to buy the rights to like stream well, all the peacock movies. they had to share NBC universal all. own it and NBC universal own it it should be all on peacock oh, that's so weird then yeah what oh, yeah God. the first one hbo max it's all licensing and all this other shit but the fact that 
Peacock only has specifically five and six. So weird. That's so random. They they're like, do you want to watch these ones? This one has they have the rock. And <laughs> it's like, Man, oh, it's, okay. It's like makes you wonder who gives a shit about Peacock, actually. <laughs> they like did a weird thing where it's like part of Xfinity now. I don't understand how yeah, it works. Also but, that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, anyway. All right. That's been Sutra Side Talk, guys. If you want to, of course, uh, send us any feedback, comments, uh, questions you want us to read on the show, you can do so by emailing us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And that'll, of course, also be in the show notes. And, of course, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at sutrasidetalk. Uh, Twitter's been a little dead recently. I've just been focusing on Instagram for the most part. But I will try to bring content back up there. It's just uh, a lot more traffic on Instagram than Twitter. And uh, I'll I'll see what I want to do with Twitter. I'm not too sure yet. But it's been kind of easier to focus on one than two, uh, just because I do the stuff separately. Because the Instagram posts transferring to Twitter don't look good at all. Uh, so we'll, we'll I'll, I'll see what I do there. And of course, uh, you know, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. If it's Apple Podcasts, though, if you could give us a five star review, that would be fantastic. That would really help us out more than anything. Uh, and of course, you know, share us out with other people, whether it's online or word of mouth. Just let others know about us. And of course, follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124 and follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. We will catch you guys next week with uh, Too Fast, Too Furious and much more. (laughs) See you later. Thanks for listening. And happy 4th of July. Yeah, happy 4th of July.